The Black and White Network presents The Credit Connection, a program sponsored by Cambridge Credit Counseling, an industry leader in providing advice and help to those who have concerns about their credit. With interest rates rapidly rising, your cost of credit is also draining your budget. This program will help you as consumers manage your credit to the best possible outcome. You will learn what's happening with interest rates, what the forecast might be for the directions of rates. You will be kept updated on the pricing of different credit products. You'll find out what credit products to stay away from and ones to use. You will learn strategies that can help you get control of your credit and keep it under control for you and your family. Cambridge Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization dedicated to provide you information and guidance so you can make the right decisions. So let's join our hosts, Dan Perkins and Gordon. This is Dan Perkins, and this is the Credit Connection on Black and White Television. Joining us today is our co-host, Gordon Oliver, who is the Director of Business Development for Cambridge Credit Counseling. And we've been on together for what, four weeks now, I guess? Yes, sir. So we're going we're gonna to talk about something that's in the headlines. Um, one of the promises that we made to consumers was we would give them an update to what's happening on the various credit pricing products. Um, we had a, <clears throat> a difficult week last week in that the, uh, the Biden administration wanted to celebrate the inflation bill <laughs> on the day that inflation came out. And not only was the inflation number not positive, uh, what didn't get a lot of play is the underlying um, inflation minus food and energy, the most too volatile. It was 6.3. The Federal Reserve's target is 2%. And it's the first uptick in four months in that particular means, which says to the consumer, other things are getting more expensive to buy. And whether it's food or medicine or cars or houses or whatever, it's getting more expensive to buy. It's kind of an anomaly that later in the week, uh, Fannie Mae uh, and Freddie Mac both announced the, that the 30-year conventional fixed rate mortgage went over 6% in yep. terms of cost. So what we thought we'd talk about today is, is two areas. One is first-time home buyers and what do you need to look for and how to, how to get your, don't get yourself in the business of asset poor. Uh, and, and then the second half of the show, we're going to talk about how, if you've had your house for a while and you've got some significant equity, how you can want to use it to either unlock, uh, to, uh, perhaps with a, a home equity loan to help reduce some of your high interest rate debt, or if you're in serious trouble, why it may make sense to sell the house, capture the gain, and look for something smaller that even at a higher interest rate may be less than what you're paying today. So with that, Jordan, let's let's talk about first-time home buyers. What do they need to be thinking about? Yeah, Dan. Again, thanks for having me. This is um, uh, the fact that we're doing this segment together. These are troubling times in so many different ways. There's so much uncertainty, and you know, buying a home is a exciting time, especially if it's your first uh, home that you're looking for. But it can also be uh, stressful, confusing, and it's a big purchase. So um, first time home buyer education is about teaching people what programs are available um, because a lot of times, especially in, in tough economic times, 
Um, there are programs that states offer um, that, and even the federal government will offer to help people get into their, into their homes. Now, all of that being said, a perfect example, uh, years ago, many people um, have trouble putting 20% down uh, when they buy their first home. Usually it used to be where you have to put 20% down so that you didn't have to pay PMI, which is insurance um, in case you uh, go bad on the loan uh, to cover the gap in what the value of the home is. So um, they even have programs now that um, PMI is kind of covered or it, it's, um, it's waived in some of these programs. And the, and the key thing um, for the consumer, for people listening to this show or the people that have family or friends that are ready to, to be a first time home buyer is you wanna speak to a HUD approved housing counseling um, agency that's that that knows the the programs that are available in the state that you're, you're in. So, our organization, Cambridge Credit Counseling, as an example, we do Massachusetts, Connecticut, and New York. It's pretty much the 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 sphere we're in because it's very robust. When you need to learn all the programs that are available locally and in the state, um, so if anybody wants to reach out to us and we can't provide first-time homebuyer education, we'll certainly find you an approved HUD approved agency to do that. And in troubling times like this, Dan, there are scam agencies out there that we talk about scams all the time that'll make people think that they get all these kinds of programs available and lo and behold, they pay fees. Next thing you know, they're, they don't have anything to offer because they're scam agencies. So you wanna make sure you're talking to a HUD approved uh, counseling agency that will help you understand the process and what to expect and what to plan for. That's as important too, because um, many people, again, when it comes to this big investment, right? It's everybody, it's just like when you're educated at K through 12 and, and the dream is that you gotta go to college to be successful. And now look at that mess in the student loan sphere. It's the same thing here where people will get in your head. Oh, you know, you, you have to buy a home because if not, you're renting and you're throwing your money out the window. But being a homeowner comes with a lot of expense. It comes with a lot of responsibility and it comes with a necessary plan. And again, uh, the last couple of years in the pandemic, Dan, the, the housing went bananas. And now we're in some troubling times with that. I'm actually attending the New England um, MBA uh, Association trade show this week. And I would love to come back and report some of the things I learned from people that are in the industry because all of this information is so important for people that are either planning or maybe like you had said in the, ons uh, in the onset of the show, maybe going backwards a little bit and trying to plan that way as well. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think another thing that we could also suggest, and <clears throat> you know more about the HUD process than I do. Yeah. But, but I think that one of the most important things is going through the process and lenders can do that for you. Yes. To see what you can be pre-qualified for. So you, you know, based on the stuff that you give them information, income and expenses and all those things, you'll know pretty much what kind of an amount of a mortgage you could afford and therefore what kind of house you could afford to buy. Now I understand uh, the days when you could, you could do 3% mortgages with FHA or VA. And you used to be able to do 10% down, 20% down. In many cases, lenders, even though the housing market has been very robust, uh, many lenders today want 40% down. Yeah. And, and, and where do you come up with the money? If, you, if you're going to borrow money 
to come up with a down payment, then you've got another source of debt that you've got to pay off. So um, when we talked last week, we were talking about credit cards, you were, you were talking about setting, and, and even in previous weeks, you talked about budgets, putting a budget together and, and finding out first and foremost, how much can I carry? How much can I afford? Am I pre-qualified for? Yeah. Becomes an important part of the process before you go out walking through doors to see whether you like the house or not. Yeah. So this is this is another problem. I, I'm again no intent to be doom and gloom, but a couple things just to uh, talk to your comments. It's really a good idea. Yes, mortgage brokers will help you the way you suggest, right? They'll help you. And th just remember, I'm not suggesting mortgage brokers are bad. They're, they're, our partners refer clients to us that need assistance all the time. But brokers typically make commission. So their, their intent is to help you see what you're approved for. And then what happens, just like walking into a car dealer, when the cars are all shiny and mm. beautiful and uh, detailed, and now all of a sudden you're in an environment where, oh man, it would be great if I had this car with all of these uh, incentives and all of these things that the car brings. When my original budget said that wasn't what I really wanted to do, that payment is a little more than I wanted, but because it looks so good right now, that's what I want to do. So the first thing is you said is you're right. Try to plan way ahead of, of when you're actually going to do the transaction because you need to step back and think. There's reasons why realtors are told to bake an apple pie in the home when they do a showing because there's a relationship when you walk in and it smells so wonderful, right? You need to take those things out of the plan and it really needs to come back down to the money. What, are, what can you budget? What can you afford? How are you going to run a household budget? And just like first-time homebuyer programs, we at Cambridge Credit Counseling also offer post-purchase programs to help people set up for their future to plan on a budget and all the things. Now that you're a homeowner, uh, how do you plan to maintain your boiler so that it doesn't blow up and then you have to make a major investment because it went bad? So how do you maintain that? The roof on your house, when's the last time the roof was put on? What's that going to cost you? There's planning that once you're in a home, now you own it and there's other expenses that come along that you must plan for it. Well, I, I absolutely totally agree with you. I, I was thinking as you were talking and you mentioned the boilers. Um, I think one of the things that has to be really looked at very hard and, and a lot of people are not looking at them very hard are quote, energy saving devices. Yes. What is a, a, putting solar panels on your roof or putting a, a battery storage system in your, in your garage for your house in case you lose power? Um, they're expensive to do. And um, is there ever really a, a real payback in, in, in putting them on? And the other thing is the same, the same kind of, I can't come up with a better word than deception, but, but that's the word I'm thinking about. Uh, we're being call told, it what it is, Dan, call yeah. it what it is, right? We're being told to buy energy efficient cars, but they may cost $60,000. Right. And, and, and how much uh, is the unit that you have to store in your garage to charge a battery-powered vehicle? What's the cost of a battery if for some reason you're out of warranty and it goes bad? What is that going to cost you to replace that battery, right? So there's things yeah. that in, in when they're promoting or uplifting these programs, it's always the pros 
and very little, if any, discussion of the cons, right? So you have to step outside of the people. And again, I mean this in sales in general, whether we're being sold energy, uh, green, uh, the Green New Deal or whatever we're being sold, and that's fine and it sounds wonderful because they're just trying to promote what the initiative is. You have to step outside of that and do some research on your own to find out, okay, this all sounds wonderful, whether it's the car you're buying, the house you're buying, the energy uh, that you're going to make with new devices that they're offering, solar, all of those things. You have to do some research away from the sale, away from the promotion, and do your own homework to make sure you know what's the bad side. Where, where could it go bad? I think, I think you're, you're, you're uh, as my British friends say, spot on. Because I think that we don't spend enough time thinking about the cons. Yep. Okay. Uh, when, when, when we talked a couple of weeks ago, I said that the, the government said there's about 40% of the people in this country who cannot handle ex an emergency expense of $400 or That's more. That's the truth. Can't handle it. And so, so when you have a home, when you owe a home, you could run through $400 in a hurry. And so I'm not saying they shouldn't buy, but I, I, I really think what you were saying made a lot of sense. Begin to think about, I, might have to, I will have to eventually replace the water heater, maybe the furnace. I know I'm gonna have to replace the roof and, and windows. Um, and so that setting aside money for a rainy day. And uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk about the other side of the equation. That's you own the home, you've had it for a while. Things have gotten difficult for you from a credit standpoint. You may have a good bit of equity in the home and what is the best way to try and get control of the budget and your expenses. And we've been speaking with Gordon Oliver from Cambridge Credit Counseling and uh, he's the director of development. We'll be right back. Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to the website cambridgeyescredit.org forward slash bw hyphen podcast and get your house in order. Welcome back to the Credit Connection. And we're here with uh, Gordon Oliver, who's the Director of Business Development for Cambridge Credit Counseling, one of our sponsors for this particular show. And we started talking about buying, buying houses and new time mortgage buyers. But one of the things that we discussed last week with credit cards with Gordon was um, one of the first places you gotta look is your house. If you've got serious credit problems, uh, is the is the house uh, a treasure chest or not? And and then what decisions what decisions do you have to make concerning what's going on uh, to the equity in the house? And so um, uh, the government, when they changed Gordon, when they changed the 
the tax deductibility of home equity lines of credit and loans. Those diminished uh, and, and many financial institutions don't offer them anymore. So what replaced that was refinancing. And um, if you bought a house at a decent time, uh, you may have seen a significant increase in the rise of the value, some places more than other. So we talked about last week in credit card debt, one of the things you might want to look at is making that decision of perhaps moving out of the house to a smaller property mm -hmm. that would allow you to take some of the equity out of the house that you sell, put some of it down, and then use the rest of it for a kind of a combination of both savings and begin to pay down some of the high credit card and other debts. So let's talk a little bit about that second part of the equation, you own it and you've got some debt problems. What are the things that people should be thinking about? Yeah, so uh, as a good segue from what we talked about in the first segment, like I said, you own it. So what we see a lot of times, and this is when we talk about if there's a cornerstone of managing finances, it is in the budget, right? Because You've got fixed expenses that you know. So whether you rent or own, you have a mortgage payment or rent for the year in rent, that payment's not changing. If you're in a mortgage and it's, and it's a fixed payment, you know to budget for that amount. But like we're seeing with inflation, you can't control energy costs. You, you can do things to try to keep them as low as possible, but the actually cost of, of energy, you can't control that. Insurance, taxes, you name it. If you're not, those are variable things that will change um, depending on your situation, the state you live in, the type of loan you have, who's collecting the money for certain things. So you've got to be planned. And what, what happens is, Dan, and we talked about research, if you buy a home and you're just kind of going along with the process and not doing your own research, there are many times that we've seen people, I just had this conversation with a customer um, that's actually a friend. And there was a, the roof, um, the inspection passed on the mortgage, but the roof was old. Lo and behold, outside the transaction, once it was complete, months down the road, the insurance company now said to this uh, borrower that we're not going to insure you unless you repl replace the roof. Right. So this customer wasn't planning on doing that. Now, all of a sudden, there's a twelve dollars to $15,000 bill that's got to be covered. And what usually happens if you don't have the opportunity to uh, take out another loan, because th there probably wouldn't be much equity in the home at that point, because they just bought it, or it goes on credit cards or these uh, roofing agencies or um, um, these people that do services on your homes have uh, credit lending uh, partners that they'll uh, write the loans for you. And next thing you know, now there's a new debt that's in the budget that you weren't planning for. So point being, in, when you're in the home and you have to be responsible for everything that, that goes on with your home, your yard, et cetera, you've got to be able to plan for those expenses. And now that we're in these kind of times where um, you know, the mortgage rates have been rising, a lot of times in the, when rates are low, people will borrow from their home and then rack up some more debt. And then when it's time to try to do it again, now the rates are high, it might not be the best decision. And you may not have the, uh, the same uh, or similar amount of equity that you had in the house. Absolutely. When you did the other one. 
let me let me uh, just take a moment and and send this message, this caution out to our listeners. One of the things that you're going to have to be, you should be aware of, all the things that Gordon talked about are important. But one thing that most most homeowners don't pay attention to is the re-evaluation re of the property because property prices have gone up. Absolutely. And so they, they could run six months to a year or longer behind. And all of a sudden, you'll see a significant spike up in your mortgage payment, not because interest rates went up, but because the valuation of the house went up, the taxes on the house went up. And number two, when the house is re-evaluated upwards, then the insurance has to go up to cover a potential for a much greater loss. Yep. So you can get an increasing mortgage payment because of an assessed value on the property and because that will in turn create an increase in cost of your home insurance. Um, and uh, um, um, I, I, can, I can be of one of my personal stories, if you would, the house that I live in now that we're trying to sell, which we'll talk about on some other show, um, the county tax assessor sent us a notice of what they, what they wanna assess the value of the property. We've had a sig huge, significant increase, one of the highest probably in the country in Sanibel. And I had a water pipe break and it cost me, had to have my floor, floor put in and everything else. And I said, I don't understand. Why am I only? Why do I only have fifteen thousand dollars worth of coverage when the house is worth more, much more than right fifteen? And he said the the premiums for your policy is based on the appraised value of the property from the county tax assessor. So they haven't adjusted the. And we also have a, a homestead situation. Point is, it's important for you to make sure that you understand and be careful because you could add another level of cost to your budget that you can't control if you're gonna stay in the house. And that is increasing taxes, which generates increasing insurance costs. So, yeah, and you, sorry, go, go right ahead. No. no. And you had brought this up and I wanna make sure we touch on it. So a couple of things that are important when, when going through these this types of process, because the things that you and I have raised right now about things that are out of someone's control all goes back to then what's the question? The question is, well, well, how do I plan then, right? How do I actually, I couldn't control if my property taxes went up because the value changed. So you have to know that that possibility exists. Secondary to that, when you're constructing a budget, it's always the advice that we give to people. It doesn't even matter what time in your life you're at. If you don't have a household budget, whether you're renting, living with family, um, having a mortgage, all of that, it doesn't matter. If you have money coming in, it needs to have a plan. Um, we constantly in our counseling of people recommend that they find a way to have three to six months of all their expenses in savings, just there for a rainy day, job loss, increase in costs, whatever it is, something to pull from, so that you have a safety net. And if there's some things out of your control, um, you would need to be able to handle it and deal with it until that can change again. So once you make this major investment in a home, 
And you've got so much wisdom to share in just your own experience and what you're dealing with. Um, this is what happens to people. And then if there's no safety net, then all of a sudden credit cards get used. And when credit cards get, get used, if they continue charging on them, they're not paying the balance every month, the balance is going to grow. Interest is usually, if you're in a, in a good uh, position, usually you can have a 12, 13% interest rate credit card. But once the bank sees your risk, they use that as an advantage and all of a sudden bring your rates up. Next thing you know, you have another debt problem and now you're trapped in your home. I know you're a conservative at heart, Dan. Um, and I know freedom is, is important. If you're in debt trouble and you're burdened with debts, you're not free. You're trapped right. and, and you're beholden to the debt that you owe. Yeah, one, one, one follow-up to, to what you said. Um, and I, I want to add it as an addendum to what we did in the first half. When you, when you get your estimate from the bank or the brokerage of how much you can afford and what you can buy, when you're looking at houses, for example, if you use Zillow, and you can, and it's, it's a pretty good service. I mean, it, it, it provides you information. They'll also give you the, the last sale and the tax history of the property. And you look at the tax history of the property and look at what you're asking, what they're asking you to pay for the property. That's a sign if there's a significant increase in the value of the property from the last time it was sold, there's gonna be a reappraisal when you buy it. And shortly after you close on your mortgage and you buy the house, you're most likely going to get a reassessment on on the property. Yes. But let's let's go back about um, let's talk about a little bit about the problem, the emotional problem of admitting uh, I, I can't any longer afford the house, and we've got to find something smaller. We got to rent or whatever. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, a lot of you know a lot of times when you buy your first home, whether you know. Um, you're taking it over from a family member or you're just you're seeking out your own home it's yours it's an asset it's tangible um, you're making it your own you design it your own uh, you're, you're in, in the interior you do your interior design so it feels like the home you want when it comes down to um, dealing with debt and that's from the mortgage to the car payment to the loans that you have etc there are some times where there are life-changing events where things change income changes um, your ability to work uh, multiple jobs might change. There might be, a, again, a health problem. So sometimes advice that we have to give people that they're not always willing to hear is it might be time to sell the home and try to get into something smaller so that you can afford it or to rent. The problem in today's world is rents are going through the roof. So the cost for rent is almost equivalent to mortgage payments now at this point because people have overinvested in, in, in overvalued homes. So in today's world, it's not as easy to do, but it's all about having the game plan. You have to plan for the rainy day, whether it happens or not, you've got to be able to make some hardcore decisions. And sometimes that might be selling the home and, and, and just changing things. And one of those things a lot of people have done when they've gotten in trouble is moving in with family members to just regroup. And depending on your family dynamic, that may or may not be an option, but sometimes you got to back up to regroup and make a plan and, and move forward. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a difficult challenge. And the uh, delinquency rates are going up, not only on credit cards, but on mortgage loans. Yep. And, um, and part of that is due uh, to inflation in that um, as your costs went up because of inflation, if your income is not keeping up with inflation, um, credit cards become a, one of the ways in which one 
makes up the shortfall, the differential. And that's the easiest one because you get to say yes, not a loan officer, right? You say yes. Yeah. Okay, right. I'll use this. That's right. what that's what happens. So um, unfortunately, uh, again, we're out of time, but uh, we've been speaking with Gordon Oliver, the developer, the division director of business development of Cambridge Credit Counseling. How do people get in touch with you and take advantage of all the services you have? Absolutely, Dan. Any questions, whether we can help or not, uh, you can email me at gordonohares at gmail.com. You can call 855-435-2066, or you can go to cambridgecredit.org forward slash BW-podcast to find a counselor to speak to about your situation. Thank you, sir. We'll see you next week. Dan, thank you so much. Have a great day. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Commitment to America, a plan from the Republican Party to save our nation. It's time for Americans to make up our minds on how we will vote in the upcoming midterm election. Bad things have happened to our country. So many that the noise about all the bad things may have caused you to just give up and decide it's all too complicated. I don't understand. I'll just stay home and not vote. I want to eliminate all the noise and all the walking back that the White House does because Joe gets it wrong. Sure, we could waste your time on many issues, but I think this election is about three things. You, your safety, and your country. Inflation is the highest in 40 years. Everything, if you can get it, costs more and your paycheck is not keeping up with inflation. Crime and most important, violent crime has spread across our nation to both large and small cities. Tens of millions of Americans no longer feel safe where they live and want to leave their homes for a safer place. And lastly, tens of thousands of children are dying because of illegal drugs coming across our southern border. Ronald Reagan once asked this question, are you better off today than you were four years ago? We have to ask a different question today. Are things costing you more, more than you can afford? Do you know people who have been hurt by rising crime? And are you concerned that you and your family may be next? And lastly, is our country being overrun by illegal people crossing our border, bringing those drugs to America? If you answered yes to these questions on November the 8th, vote Republican to save our nation.